السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد All praise and thanks is due to Allah عز وجل Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah صلوات الله وسلامه عليه Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he chooses special times and special places for certain things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it such that the start of the Islamic year is the month of Muharram. And this was established by the second Khalifa of Islam, Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and all the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And during the month of Muharram, Allah Azza wa Jal made it such that he saved Nabi Musa from the tyrant Fir'aun. And based on this, when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he entered Madina to Nabawiyah, he found that the Jews, they were fasting on the 10th of Muharram. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asked him, why are you fasting on this day? And they said that we are fasting on this day because Nabi Musa was saved from Fir'aun. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that nahnu ahaqqu bi Musa. He says that we, yani as the Muslims, we have more right over Nabi Musa. We have more right over Nabi Musa. So he says that from next year we will fast on the 10th of Muharram like he's always been doing. And he would add either a day after or a day before. So either the 9th or the 11th. And the reason for this is to be different from the Yahud. As the Prophet wasallam he says in another hadith, Man that whosoever imitates a people, he is from them. And if you look at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would always try to be different from the Yahud and from the Nasara. And during this month of Muharram, in the year 61 of the Hijrah, we also find that a great tragedy happened. And this was the martyrdom of the grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hussein radiyallahu And this martyrdom, it changed history forever. It changed the way the Muslims see things forever. Because from the martyrdom of Hussein radiyallahu we find that during the month of Muharram, 
a group of people known as the Isna Ashariya, the Rafidiya, the Shia. They have hijacked the month of Muharram. And during this month of Muharram, they do a lot of crazy things that are not found in the Quran and not found in the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And what do they tend to do? And this is whether it's in Muharram or outside of Muharram. Is that they have their own definition of the Ahlul Bayt. The family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is why I've chosen this topic. That who is the Ahlul Bayt? Who is the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because when you make salah in your final tahiyat, when you send salutations, the Ibrahimiyyah, then what do you say? Ala al-bayt. The family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So who are they? And when one looks at anything you need to understand and you need to look at the definition. If you are studying science, if you're becoming a doctor, engineer, whatever you're studying, if you're in the building trade, you need to first understand what you are doing. Why am I doing this? So the first question is, who is the Ahlul Bayt? What is the definition? So they are those people who cannot accept Sadaqah. They are the messenger, peace be upon him. They are his wives. Remember this. They are his offspring. They are every believing male and female that comes from the lineage of Abdul Muttalib. Abdul Muttalib ibn Rabi'ah ibn Al-Harith he narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, that indeed zakah should not or cannot be given to the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it will be like giving them from the impurities of the people. In another narration it says, it is not lawful for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, nor the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to accept this. So now we understand that the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the lineage, they cannot accept sadaqah or zakah. Why? Because this is the impurities of people's wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants us to rid ourselves from impurities. And one of those ways is to give zakah and to give sadaqah. As for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's wives, do they form part of the Ahlul Bayt? And this is a point of departure between us as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah and the Ithna Ashariya, the Rafidiya, or also better known as the Shia. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in Surah Al-Ahzab, verse number 33. وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ 
ولا تبرجنا تبرج الجاهلية الأولى وأقمنا الصلاة وآتينا الزكاة وأطعنا الله ورسوله إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم رجس أهل البيت ويطهركم توطهيرا أي فيمز بس many of us we know the end part Allah سبحانه وتعالى the first three verses before this he addresses the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with various advices. Then it comes to this verse. And stay in your houses. Talking to who? To the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And do not display yourselves like that of the times of jahiliyyah. Meaning dress properly. Wear your hijab according the Quran and according the sunnah. Do not dress like how you feel like dressing. And this is a message for our mothers and our sisters and our wives as well. That dress according to what Allah Azza wa Jal has taught us how to dress. What the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has informed us how to dress. And do not dress like that of the Jahiliyyah. Do not dress the way of the Kuffar. But dress according to the Islamic dress. And then he says, وَأَقِمْنَا الصَّلَةِ Allah says, and perform your salah. وَآتِينَا الزَّكَةِ And give off zakah. وَأَتِعْنَا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ And obey Allah and His Messenger. And this, my beloved brothers, in Islam is for all of us. Obedience to Allah Azza wa Jal and obedience to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is wajib. It is compulsory on every believing male and female to follow Allah Azza wa Jal and to follow the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَوْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ He says, say, O Muhammad, that if you truly want to love Allah Azza wa Jal, then what must you do? You must love and obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُذْهِبَ عَنْكُمْ مُرِجَسَ أَهْلَ الْبَيْتِ وَيُطَهِّرَكُمْ تَوْطِهِرَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He indeed He wishes only to remove our ridges, evil deeds and sins. From you, members of the family of Muhammad, and to purify you with a thorough purification. So here you find that the Shia, that they say that this verse is referring to Ali radiallahu an, it is referring to Fatima radiallahu anha, and to Hassan and Hussein, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These five persons, Allah be pleased with all of them. That is referring to them only. And the answer to this and the question to this is, why exclude the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? When the first few verses before this, Allah addresses the wives of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At the start of the verse, Allah addresses the wives as well. But when it comes to the last part, innama yuridullah, now Allah changes. And now it's only referring to these five people. So this is absurd and we don't accept this. So what is our belief? What is our aqidah 
as Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaah regarding the Ahlul Bayt of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The aqidah of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaah is quite simple. Regarding the Ahlul Bayt is that we accept them as the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam as I mentioned earlier whether it is the wives, whether it is the offspring, and whether it is the males and the females that has the lineage of Abu Muttalib. This is accepted. And with regards to the Ahlul Bayt, you will find, and we'll touch on this again a bit later, there are two extremes. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in the Quran, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا That we are a nation and we have made you a nation in the middle. You do not go to the extreme right, nor do you go to the extreme left. But with regards to the Ahlul Bayt, then you will find these two extremes. The first extreme, as you can see, we've been mentioned, the Ithna Ashariya, the Shia, they put the Ahlul Bayt on a pedestal high, sometimes higher than that of the Anbiya. They praise, they give them statuses, sometimes that is not even befitting the prophets of Allah Azza wa On the other side, you have another extreme. And this extreme, they undermine, they speak ill, they don't show the love that they are supposed to show to the Ahlul Bayt. So where do we find ourselves? We find ourselves in the middle. We love the Ahlul Bayt. We speak about the Ahlul Bayt. In every salah of ours, do we send salutations on them as well? So this in itself shows you the love that we have for them. But do we go into extremism? No, we don't. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَإِذَا نُفِقَ فِي السُورِ فَلَا أَنْ سَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and when the trumpet is blown on the day of Qiyamah there will be no kinship amongst them that day nor will they ask of one another. So ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that even if you have lineage that is a great lineage this lineage is not going to help you on the day of Qiyamah. But what is going to help you on the day of Qiyamah? This is going to help us on the day of Qiyamah. And go forth and march forth in the way of Allah, in the path that leads to forgiveness. And hasten to forgiveness from Allah subhanahu and know that paradise is as wide as are the heavens and the earth prepared for the al-muttaqun for that person that has taqwa this is what's going to protect us this is what's going to grant us salvation and success it's not that my father was this and I'm linked to this lineage and I belong to this tribe no what is going to get us into Jannah وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُ is to hasten to the mercy of Allah. And what's going to get us into Jannah? To do righteous deeds. To obey Allah. To obey Rasulullah 
sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And who are the muttaqun? Who are those that are pious? Who are those that have taqwa? Alladheena yunfiquna. They are those who spend fi sarrah iwadarra. They are those that spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they have money, when they are able to spend. And they are those when they are struggling. They still give that one rand. They still give that ten rand. They still give that fifty rand in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amr ibn Aas, a sahabi, may Allah be pleased with him. He said that I heard Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying openly, not in secret, meaning he spoke to everyone, to the companions. And he said, the family of so and so, the family of Abu so and so, meaning and referring to Abu Talib, are not amongst my protectors. And then Amr said there was a blank space. And then he added, my protector is Allah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not rely on his family. He did not rely on his family for protection. But he said that Allah azza wa jal is his mawla. He is his protector. And this is for all of us as well. That life is hard. Life is tough. But know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our mawla. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our protector. And then he added, My protector is Allah and the righteous believing people. Amr ibn As added, He said, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, But they are my family and have kingship, rahim, with me and I will be good and dutiful to them. He never regarded them as his mawla. He never regarded them as his protectors. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He still kept family ties. Sometimes something goes wrong. Sometimes someone has a problem and we don't speak to this one, we don't speak to our cousin, we don't speak to our siblings for 10, 15, 20 years over a small issue. No one's saying you need to go sit there every day, but at least join family ties. The next important point, how do we as Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, how do we protect the honor of the Ahlul Bayt? How do we look at the Ahlul Bayt? How do we protect them? And how do we honor them? And of the first points that we can do to honor them and to protect them is study their lives. Study who was Ali radiallahu an. Study who was Fatima. Study who was Hassan. Who was Hussein. Who was the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because education is the most important thing. Education is the key. <coughs> and if we look, if we look at the books of hadith, like the books of Bukhari, the books of Muslim, going down to the list, maybe like Tirmidhi and the lesser, you will find that each of these muhaddithun, each of these imams, they had a place. They had a section where they spoke about the virtues of the Ahlul Bayt. So studying their lives is quite easy. Knowing who they are, what they did is extremely important. Number two, that every day in your salah, 
In the last rak'ah, the last tasha would like I mentioned, when you start with Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad, who is the Al of Muhammad? It is the Ahlul Bayt of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Point number three, that to have a declaration that we have our obligation and it is a must on us to love the Ahlul Bayt and show love like how we show love to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We show love to his family. We show love to all of his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. And the last point that we'd like to look at is that in Islam, there is no exaggerating. Whether it's exaggerating of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whether it's exaggerating of his family, whether it's exaggerating of the pious, as I mentioned earlier, Islam, as Allah says, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطَةً that I created you in the middle. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِيَّاكُمْ وَالْغُلُوفِ الدِّينِ He said that, O people, said, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِيَّاكُمْ وَالْغُلُوفِ الدِّينِ O people, beware of exaggeration in religious matters. فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ الْغُلُوفِ الدِّينِ for indeed, the people that came before you, they were doomed because they went into extremism with regards to their deen. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with regards to the Ahlul Bayt, there's so much more that can be said. Obviously, time does not allow us and maybe inshallah in the future we can carry on with this topic. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa astawfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.